has been has it's not been misunderstood. It's just not really been taught that much. We may get into it later on in the year, but um, you know the the glory of God. You have to realize that in that moment and in that place, time does not exist. You're now at His level. You know, you're within His way of doing stuff. You kind of you're not you're not. There's no out of body experience all the time. There can be. You know, Paul even scripted that he. You know, he he was out of his body. He didn't know, he didn't know where he was. He got caught up to the third heaven. That kind of thing does happen. But in that moment, you are now on God's time. And as far as He's concerned, whatever it is that you are lacking or may need in your life, you've got it right now, no matter whether or not it's happened yet. If that makes sense. So time kind of goes away. You know, it becomes a flux capacitor kind of moment. You know, you just got to kind of chill out. It's going to be cool. God's got you. You know, kind of deal. Uh, let's go to John chapter 10, if we can, Miss Marvelee. And I don't know where I told you to start in my scriptures that I sent to you, but we'll see where you start at, and we'll see if that's the spot. Everybody good with this? Yeah, yeah that works. Verse 1. John chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Most assuredly I say unto you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Jesus says this, To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know what? His voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. Follow. They won't follow him. Follow a stranger. But will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the stranger. And those of you that have been around us for the last month or so, you know that this year, according to the Jewish calendar, is the year of the doorkeeper, the voice of the doorkeeper. That this year is the year where Jesus is standing at the door, the gate, whatever you want to call it, and he is calling out this year to you. He is calling to you. This is your year to hear from the good shepherd. You will hear his voice. He will call out from the door. And he's calling us and leading us into new areas of life, new areas of experience, new areas of revelation, new areas of just pure existence. For our existence that has been up to this time, excuse me, he wants to take us beyond that. In fact, in part of the prophecy for 2024 says that there will be a completion of the things that were began in 2019 will be completed in 2024. This is our year to hear from God and to follow his voice and to see the completion of the things that we've been looking to see that, that we've been looking to be closed up and completed. Amen. So that's happening. So why are you here, Greg? Well, what I want to point out this morning with uh, the 45 minutes that I have left. Thank you is that Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. You will hear the doorkeeper's voice, and they'll know that it's his voice, and a stranger's voice they will not follow. How? How, Lord? How does that happen? How is it that you can know one voice from another? How is it that you can recognize that one voice is one person and another voice is another person? Do y'all know this? Don't answer. It's a rhetorical question. Miss Marvely, do you have my video ready? 
All right, great. Let's do this real quick. We'll have a video. Could somebody grab some lights for me, please? Quintavious. Yeah, turn it up. It's not loud enough. Like at the house. It's exciting, and the tension is building. If you hear John Williams in the background, you know, he's just conducting away tension. John Williams, oh yeah, tension. Harrison Ford, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Lights, please. For those of you that don't know, that is a clip from the movie Star Wars from 1977. Me too, man. It's a great story. Me too, man. It's a great story. In this spot that you just saw, they were looking to destroy a thing called the uh, Death Star, which was that big round thing floating in space. And there was only one way to get that deal done, and it had a weakness in it, and they were trying to shoot at that weakness. If you remember Luke, who was the guy that was in the spaceship, y'all know who Luke is. Do I need to go through all that? He's in the X-Wing fighter. And Luke had his targeting computer on that thing that looked like a Polaroid camera in front of his face. And he had his targeting computer on, and he, uh, he decided to turn it off after what happened. Do y'all remember? He, he heard a voice. He heard a voice that said, Luke, use the force, Luke. You know, trust me, right? Hey, uh, Marvely, can No, no, never mind. We'll stay where we are. We're going to stay in John 10. He said, Luke, trust me. Now, that was the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi, also known as Ben Kenobi. Earlier in the movie, Ben Kenobi, who was an old man, passed away. He, he had a gruesome death brought by the hand of Darth Vader. And anyhow... Obi-Wan, prior to all of this, was training Luke. 
and he put a he put a thing on Luke's over Luke's face to where he couldn't see stuff, and Luke's Luke's got his lightsaber out, and he's trying to keep from getting hit by this little deal, and he says, you know, use the force, stretch, let go of yourself, and stretch out with your feelings. He's trying to train him how to use the force, and then in this spot that y'all just saw, Obi Wan Kenobi or Ben Kenobi. He said almost the same exact words. And so Luke knew that when he heard the same exact words that he had heard before, he turned off his targeting computer and saved the day. Like, Greg, what are you talking about? Well, Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. And a stranger's voice, they're not going to follow. So how do we know that it's his voice? And if you take the example that we've got in front of us, it's because you've heard it before. If you would, go to uh, Romans chapter 8, the Romans chapter 8 part. You've heard it before. Anything and everything that God has to say to us today, he has already said. It's already been said. And you're like, well, Greg, I don't understand where you're coming from. I'm, I know. It's so awesome. And it's going to be so simple when you get there. You're going to be like, oh, that makes sense. He has already said what he's saying today. Now, we talked about it last week, I think, that right now, Cazzo Radio is playing in this room right now, correct? If you're uh, XM, uh, what, is, what is it, XM? What's the satellite stuff? Sirius XM. If you're a serious XM, that stuff's playing in this room right now. KVKI. We're my KVKI people. We ain't got no KVKI people, do we? Got one? Thank you, Miss Debbie. Appreciate you. That girl's there for me. I don't care. Everybody else be gone. Miss Debbie going to be with me. She's going to be there. KVKI? KWKH. Where's my KWKH people at? No? Y'all don't listen to radio anymore, do you? KB? Spotify? Yeah, yeah. Well, all the radio stations, K-Love. I got some K-Love lovers in here. Yeah, they always trying to raise money. Anyway, I mean, I turn on, every time I turn on K-Love, it ain't nothing but send in your pledge. You know, like, no, I wanted to listen to music. All of those are playing in this room right now. We just can't hear them because we don't have a receiver turned on attached to a, to a, a speaker to where you can actually hear what the radio signal is saying. God is always speaking, right? We just have to turn our hearts to the right frequency to be able to hear from him properly. Y'all remember this from last week? You ever been in the car and you're sitting in the car listening to old school radio and it's like a little shh, got a little, and you just kind of ease up just a little bit and then it gets real better and it gets real clear. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, if you're a kid of the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. The rest of you are like, what? I use Spotify. <laughs> so all of that's happening right now and it's playing within this room and if you got the correct signal turn to it you'll be able to hear everything that's going on and the way you get there is to turn the dial right old school just turn the dial or press the button to get it all lined up get the frequencies together to where they're operating in the same wave, 
Are y'all with me? I'm going to put it together, I promise you. And so right now, God is speaking to you right now. And He never stops speaking to you, ever. He doesn't quit. The Holy Ghost, right now, is speaking to each and every one of us. The deal is, either we don't have the dial turned the right way, it's probably the deal is exactly that we don't have the dial turned the right way. You're like, Greg, how do I turn the dial the right way? How do I do that? Well, it's real simple. We have to hear it first before we know that it's Him. Everything that God is saying is found right here. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my what? My words will never pass away. What God is speaking, the reason why you recognize it's Him and you know that it's Him and you know that it's the voice of the doorkeeper is because He said it before. He has said it before. It sounds the same. It sounds almost exactly the same. Do we got we got Romans chapter eight up there? Ms. Marbley, we're gonna flip through it pretty quick, I think. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. Let me look it up. Y'all give me a second. Kind of flying a little bit off of off of script, so bear with me. Anybody know where Romans is? See, back in the old day before everybody had their Bibles on their phones, like you as a minister, you could kind of say, Hey, let's all turn to so and so, and you get there real quick and you kind of figure out what you want to do before all the pages stop turning. But now Everybody just clicks and they wait and they stare at you. It's kind of weird feeling. It builds up my anxiety. I feel like John Williams is playing in the background. Y'all are looking at me. Let's go to uh, verse 15. And then I'm going to throw a new one on you. After you get that together, get ready for Romans chapter 10, and then I'm going to close up. Verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received what? The spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So what you have on the inside of you is a spirit, the spirit of God, and the spirit of God that's on the inside of you is saying, hey, you are now his kid. Now, newsflash, just real quick. You're a smart person, right? Yeah? I mean, even... even even me, I mean, I'm like probably the I'm probably the, the dumbest guy in the room. But but I'm kind of smart, you know. I can get. Don't you think, Logan? See, Logan agrees. This it's done. It's Debbie's grandson. See, they're with me. My peeps. You're smart people. Who agrees that God is smart? Yeah, yeah. So. Wouldn't we think that two smart individuals can have a conversation when they want to? Don't we think that? Do we all agree? If, if you're smart enough to converse and I'm smart enough to converse, then I think the two of us could probably get together and do some conversing. Would you agree with that? It's the same thing with God. We, we try to make it look like and feel like that we can't hear from God, but you can. It's just a conversation that you need to have with him. He's a smart guy. God understands quantum physics. I can't even spell quantum. K-W-A. Miss Angel, she stuffed it right. I know, teacher. (laughs) 
I know. Verse 15. We received a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So not only are we trying to converse with another individual, this individual that we are attempting to converse to is our Father. He is our Father. How many fathers do I have in the room? You got any of your own, you know, acting dads, you know, that kind of thing? If you want to tell your kids something, you think you can get it across to them? Just make it sure. I know whenever I want to tell mine something, I know how to get, I know how to get their attention. And I know the tone of voice to use so that they understand that I am telling them what needs to be said. Wouldn't you agree with that, Miss Serena? She's watched me do it. Abba, Father, he's your daddy. So not only are you smart enough to talk to God and he's smart enough to talk to you, but he's also your father. You can hear from him. It's going to be the simplest thing you've ever done in your life once you just you get used to hearing from him. You get used to what the word says. Verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Woohoo! So you're a child of God. He's your father. You know how to communicate with each other. Next one. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ. We always suffer with him and continue on. You can read it. My point being in this thing that this is a family deal. Hearing from God is just like trying to hear from some of your family folks. Now, before caller ID, anybody does anybody know a world without caller ID? You ever experienced that? Y'all old enough to experience the world without caller ID? I'm talking to you then because the rest of them, they got caller ID on everything. But for you, do you remember back in the day the phone would ring and it didn't tell you who it was? Y'all remember that? And you would just you would just pick up and say, hello, right? And then, yeah, now, it, sometimes you say, who is this? But if you said hello, what do they say back? Hello. And with words, you kind of know who it is, especially if it's somebody in your family. You know, the grandma calling, hello. Oh, hey, Nana. You know, it's like that quick. What's up, Papaw? You know, that kind of thing. For those of us that didn't have caller ID our entire lives, I know y'all have always had caller ID, and I get that, and that's great. It's fine and wonderful, you know. Now now I answer the phone, hey, Logan, what's up? You know, instead of saying hello, because you're not really sure. Because hello is a question. Hello? You know, we lift our voice. Why? Because we have no idea who's calling, right? But after you hear a few words, then you know who's been calling, right? Why? Because the voice is familiar. So this is a family voice that we got going on here. Just as familiar as whenever grandpa or grandma back in the 80s and the 90s before we had caller ID. Well, in the 90s, yeah, back in the 80s or earlier. Whenever grandma or grandpa would call, hello? Hey, sweetie. Well, hello, Nana. How are you today? It's that type of communication that you are supposed to be experiencing with God. And not only was grandma, was I familiar with grandma's voice and I knew who grandma was and all that, grandma did not live on the inside of me. Now I've got a voice that I can talk to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever I feel like it. And he's ready to talk back to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. He's always open. He never closes. You know, it kind of reminds me of the, the peanuts, whatever Lucy used to put, put out, you know, the doctor's out. 
I remember, and the doctor is Ian. That's, yeah, it's all another old school one. Womp, 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 womp. If children, then we're heirs. We're heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus. Heirs to what? Heirs to the entire deal. Do you think that King Charles, who used to be Prince Charles, does not have full access to all the royal stuff? Does he have access to all the royal stuff? Y'all know who I'm talking about? Charles III? Yeah, C3? What up, C3? He has access to the fullness of his airship. Why? Because he has stepped into his position. He is in the position of being the king. He has a thousand percent access to every single thing that's considered to be a part of his royal airship. Guess what? You are also a royal priesthood. A dude died. Three days later, he rose again and said, look, through and by me, you have access to all the royal stuff. You can get access to that through me. The fullness of everything that I have is yours now. And the spirit, if you go back, bears witness with our spirits that we have that airship, that we are those sons that we are those daughters. The Spirit of God is constantly telling you that everything you're looking for in life and everything that you feel like you should have in life is being it's in the airship. It's part of your birthright here. This is how. This is where. This is when. Is this making sense? Let's take it to Romans chapter 10, Miss Marvel Lee, and I want to go to verse uh, 7. Romans 10, verse 7. Pretty please. Hey, Paul. Oh, yeah, no, no, eight. (laughs) Sorry. But what does it say? What's near you? The Word. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the Word of faith which we preach. Keep going. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Go back to verse 8. The word is near you, even in your mouth, and it resides in your heart. And in your heart is where the Holy Ghost is sitting. He's hanging out up in there. He's saying stuff constantly. The more word that we put in us, the more time we spend in our word, the more time we spend studying, the more time we take just to take a look to see what it says, the more time we do that, the more familiar the still small voice that Ezekiel talked about, we will hear, or Elijah talked about, we will hear that still small voice on a regular basis and it'll be just like picking up the phone and saying, hello, who's calling, you know? It's grandma. How do you know it's grandma? Because I recognize the voice. And it's not a stranger's voice. It's his voice. And since I know that it's his voice, I'm going to follow his voice. We are going to hear from God this year clearer 
than ever before. You're going to get tired of hearing from me about this thing. I'm going to drive it in so deep in this church to where you hear constantly that you are able to hear from God. It's no longer guesswork. We will know. We're not going to be led by outward circumstances. Uh, I didn't go to Romans chapter 8, but weren't Romans chapter 8 says you can either be led by you can either be led by the flesh or by the spirit. Your brain actually touches both both realms. Your brain has the it, it is an amazing, amazing thing. Your brain, your mind can either touch the spiritual or it can touch the natural. It has the ability to to recognize and say, yes, that's God, or recognize and say, no, that's not God. It doesn't matter how many red cars just drove by in front of my house. You know, it doesn't matter how the, the circumstance feels. Oh, I got to give y'all one. Y'all got time for one more? All right, are you sure? All right, so did I give you something about the water pots, like John, no, is it John 2? Did I give you that? Let's go there. Y'all know about the water pots, right? Water turned to wine. Everybody that likes to party brings up this scripture. Oh, this one. Jesus drank all the wine he wanted. He made some. Yeah, let's go drink it. On the third day, there was a wedding. And it was at that place. And Jesus and his mama was there. And both Jesus and the disciples also went to the wedding. They was, they was there. It was a big deal. Everybody showed up. A bunch of folk. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to him, to her woman, what does it concern have to do with me? My hour's not yet come. Did I say something ugly? I didn't say anything ugly, did I? I just kind of slipped over the words a little. <laughs> slipped over the words a little bit. Did I say something ugly? Y'all laughing like I said something ugly. And be on YouTube, me saying nasty things. My mother, his mother, said to the serpents, whatever he says to you, what you supposed to do with that? Do it. Whatever he says, what you supposed to do? Oh, well, what if it's hard? What if it's uncomfortable? Okay, so we all agree. Great. Now, there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing how many gallons? 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Now, Jessica, you got 84 gallons of milk next door, right? I dare any of y'all to take 30 gallons by yourself. Jessica does too. Go get it. I mean, that's, that's heavy. 30 gallons of liquid is heavy. It's heavy. Then the pots themselves, have y'all ever seen the pictures of the pots? That, you know, they're about, about like this, you know, and, and some vary. Some are like this and some are like that. But they're, you know, and they're clay. I mean, they'll hold 20 to 30 gallons of water. That's, 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 a, that's a bunch of water. That's a bunch of clay that you're dealing with there. So you got the weight of the clay, the weight of the water. And I promise you that the water wasn't right there in the big middle of the wedding, was it? I bet they had to go. Keep going. And Jesus said, fill them. You see all that? Go fill them up. 20, 30 gallons a piece, and there's, there's several. Go, go fill them up. And they filled them to the brim and draw some out and took it to the master of the feast. He took it, and y'all know he tasted it. It's like, man, this is the best thing I ever had. And they go, Woo! You know. It's party time. Excellent. Y'all went, yeah, I got some ways where people have been. 
Why are we here, Greg? Well, because when you start to hear the voice of God, you start realizing he's telling you to do something, it may weigh up to 20 or 30 gallons worth of water. And it may be a heavy container that you've got to carry in it. And you might have to walk away from all the partying and what's going on and go over here to the side to fill it up, whatever it is that he's giving you, with 20 or 30 gallons of water and then carry it back. It's not necessarily going to be the easiest thing in the world. That's why we got to make sure that we know that we've heard from him. Because so many times in our lives, we'll say it's not God because it's hard. Or we say that it is God because it's easy. Y'all with me? You see how important this is to be able to hear from our family member, our father? The main man? You could be out there struggling on something and trying to carry 20 to 30 gallons worth of water pods, and he's got plenty of wine. He don't need you to do all that. You're just out there doing something hard because you think that's what you're supposed to do for God is do some hard stuff for God because it's supposed to be hard, Charles. Or the other inverse is also, well, I'm not going to do that. That's just too much work. Can't be God. There is no way that God wants me to work that hard to receive from, there's no way, no way. And we let all these outside influences affect our mind And it's what Romans chapter 8 calls being led by your flesh. Led from the outside, not led by the still, small voice of the Spirit of God on the inside of us, the voice of our Father telling us what we are supposed to do. It's letting something else lead us. And your brain, your brain, not my brain, not God's brain, not the angels, none of that, nobody else's brain. Your brain gets to make the decision on which one it is. So your brain might ought to have a little bit of this in it so that you can understand when the voice comes out, you know it's him. Because I'll tell you what, I don't want to have to go and fill up a whole bunch of big old pots with 20 or 30 gallons worth of water when it's not necessary. That's me wasting my time. And whatever you're doing, if you're not doing his will, you are wasting your time. You're wasting time. And it's precious. We ain't here for very long, right? I mean, in this service, we've been here for a real long time. But y'all know what I'm talking about. That's all I got this morning. Let's all stand up. We're going to get out of here. I think kids' church is about to attack us. <laughs>